I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Are we rolling? Okay. We're going. We're in. We're in. We're in, are we? Well, it's hard to tell if we're in sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you slip out again and then you're back in and you're like... You're talking about past experiences. You know what? I don't actually know what I'm talking about. I think, <laughs> I think let's start again. Okay. So... <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Before we begin the podcast, firstly, we would very much like to thank our brand new patrons who are Maureen, go for it. Bren, Christine, Gronya, and Sarah. Thank you for being our newest patrons. You, listener, right now, can join our patron. All you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash WTB podcast. And you can be part of the WTB family where extra content will be available to you, tickets to shows and very soon merchandise. <laughs> Let's start by finding out what have we done all week. Come on, Alison, give me something, please. Well, in more content preparation, we have decided to do a new material evening because we are all stand ups. And we have lovely audiences now that always listen to us. So we want to bring some other fantastic female talent to you to work on new stuff. So this coming Monday, March 1st, we have the fabulous Angela Barnes from such TV shows as Mock the Week, 8 out of 10. She's on all the comedy shows. And then we also have the fabulous and wonderful Rachel Fairburn, who is part of an amazing podcast called All Killer, No Filler. She does tours all over the place, great Edinburgh shows, and uh, we're so excited to have them both. How's the new material writing going, ladies? <laughs> I've got 35 seconds, and that's me introducing myself. 
Hello, my name is Jen Bliss. How? That's less than 35 seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can go to our WTB podcast page on Facebook. Uh, the event information is on there or check out on our Instagram or on our Twitter. And uh, we'll all be doing new material. So it could be the uh, first time we tell those jokes. It could also be the last time, depending on how well they go. <laughs> Well, guys, this is an interesting thing that went on with me, and I think a lot of us can relate. I was teaching my parents how to use Zoom this week. That sounds horrific. I took on the technician role with my parents. You know, I was actually really surprised with my mother and how she, she's pretty down with it. Like, she she gets a lot of things, but it was complicated. We're still not totally there, though. I shouldn't say she gets things because they still can't do Zoom. And in fact, this is what my mom said to me. Well, sweetheart, we think it's a real great idea, you know, but um, we're not in a big hurry to see a bunch of people all at once. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from the woman who can't stop going to the local shop every other day. We just, we don't need to see a lot. So you don't need to see family all at once is what you're saying. But Rick down at the lotto booth, you got to go catch up with that guy every other day. But, you know, yeah, we don't need a lot of people all at once. So we're not in a rush for Zoom. <laughs> All right, I get you. Yeah. I love it. I mean, to be fair, your mum's got a point, hasn't she? I mean, chipping it. <laughs> I do like that she's like, I've heard of this Zoom and I don't want to Zoom into it. There's a level of regret for all of us, isn't there, that we're on Zoom all the thinking time. <laughs> I mean, for heaven's sake, none of us knew what Zoom was before this whole pandemic. And now we're on it every day. We're like, Zoom can really do one. Do you know what I mean? Oh. I'm like over it. I think it's great that you've got the patience even. The amount of times I phone my mum and she just doesn't pick up and she goes, Jennifer, there is something wrong with my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, mum, what's happened is, is that on your face, what you've done is you've taken the sound off. No, I haven't taken the sound off. I don't touch my phone. I went, no, no, it's you are. It's when you're on the phone, Mum. Sometimes when you lean your head against the phone, sometimes it can hit a key and it will just mute it. No, you need it. I don't do that. I was like, well, I think that might be. Maybe if you have a look. No, I am telling you, it's not that. So I have to drive all the way to her house where she hands me her phone. I look at it and go, yeah, it's... It's on mute, mum. So if you press this button, it's like, I told you, my phone, it does this on its own. And I was like, oh, my. It took me 11 years to get her to get a mobile phone. I bought her three. Two of them never left a drawer. Okay, so we went through various different Nokia phones. And never left One of them, I stupidly put £50. It was a pay-as-you-go. That 50 quid was never spent. <laughs> Just sat on the phone, never oh, got no. used. I thought I was being such a conscientious daughter when I realised that. I said, Mum, do you ever use your phone? I do. I do. I said, when? She went, sometimes I get it out of the drawer. I... And um, I was like, that's not using it. Okay, so I haven't got the patience to even go to Zoom. Can I just point out that when you said you lost 50 quid, uh, Maureen almost fainted. She was just like, oh, no. <gasps> I would have taken that phone and used the 50 quid, to be honest. Do you know what? If I had thought about it, it was only like months afterwards, because you only get it for six months. I went, Mom, did you ever use that phone? No. I'm like, oh, my God. And that was at a point where I was skint. So for me, 50 quid, that was like a shed load of cash. I mean, 50 quid is a lot of money. Now. Well, I had an interesting week, guys. <gasps> oh, Maureen. Look at Maureen's face. You can't see her little head, but look at that face. Well, you know, I talked to somebody I hadn't, hadn't spoken to for like since 1994. I then talked to somebody I hadn't spoken to since uh, we couldn't figure it out when I was last in California, but 1995, 1996. So what, when you were 13? Yeah, when I was 13, I was a very young yeah. traveller. Thank you for pointing <laughs> that out, Jen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We'd been in touch over the years, but we hadn't actually talked. And it was like we just talked yesterday and we, we talked for over three hours. So it was a good old catch up. It was great yeah. fun. Yeah. Really nice chat. Mm. 
Yeah. I love that, right? When That's you run into people from your past and you just yeah, your past, get chatting with them again. Yeah, with them. you know, yeah. people from your history. History. And, you know, I'm not saying, you Whatever. know. Just, mm. You know. Yeah. Some guy from your past. <laughs> He's a very nice guy, let's put it that just way. Just a very nice guy. Easy to talk to, yeah. Can I just say, he's been a very positive influence in my life and he was the first person to believe I could live a life being creative. So it's down to him that I'm with you guys today. Aww. Oh, Maureen, listen, as you know, Alison and I are very supportive of this reunion and your continued contact with said, I'm doing inverted commas here, you can't see it because it's a podcast, man, just a guy, just an ordinary guy that you have no feelings for. I <laughs> don't think he listens to this podcast. I hope not. <laughs> I did say to him, you know, we need to chat. Uh, we can't wait another 26 years because one of us will be dead by that point. Always good to end on a high. That's nice, Maureen. You know what? Aside from us obviously being like this person from your past, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I think it is lovely that you have reconnected. Eat, look, whoever it is, anyone that makes you feel joy and happiness right now, I'm so glad that you found someone who is like giving you a little dose of that. And we all should be seeking out those people. My mother is not on that train because uh, she doesn't want groups or family anywhere near her. But I'm glad, Maureen, that you are embracing that and enjoying it right now. It's nice because obviously we've been in touch through email and letters when email didn't exist. Letters. Young people, we don't have young, I know young people can Google it. We don't have young listeners, I know. But but it's nice to know that, you know, when you meet someone, I like that with my Austrian friends, it doesn't matter how long you haven't seen them for, when you see them the next time, it's just like you saw them yesterday. And I, I really, that's a really nice feeling, isn't it? I'm getting all very sentimental, which is not me at all, to be honest. Maureen, we here, your friends are loving every single second of it. And I spoke to Maureen on the phone shortly after, because Maureen phoned me and she said, you'll never guess. And I said, what, you've, I don't know, you've blended your hair into, into, a, <laughs> into the wall or something. I don't know. I was like, what? I, don't, I mean, I probably, you whisked yourself into the bathroom. I don't know. Anyway, Maureen was like, no, no, told me about this conversation that she'd had. And honestly, we did a WhatsApp video and Maureen was on cloud nine, weren't you? You were giddy. It was such a nice, we had a really nice conversation, uh, obviously found out what we've been doing in the last 20 odd years. And it's just nice meeting up with somebody and having a real old, good old natter, you know. It is. Aww, and meeting it somebody is. who's very positive for you. I think that's, you know, in this day and age, you get so much negative stuff coming your way via social media and stuff. It's nice to have a positive influence in your life. Like Jen, who's always very upbeat. Oh, you're welcome. I was just about to say, I'm sorry, is this Maureen Younger I'm speaking to right now? Is this? <laughs> This is Maureen Younger. I don't think I can handle this. Jen, look, can we go to you for a second? How was your week? She is too optimistic for even me. But, you know, different people bring out different aspects of your personality, don't you? And I think with this guy, he definitely brings out a better aspect of my personality. And I'm all for it. And it's good to know that I bring out the other side of your personality. So that... <laughs> no, I was like, what does that say about us? All right. Uh, I get it. All right. Uh... Mm, interesting. Well, so far... We've had two very interesting and in one case, certainly more in profound weekly uh, <laughs> comings and goings. What can I say about my week? I let 
uh, Chloe cut my hair. That's it. That's all that's happened. I think it looks great. It looks great. Look, let me take my headphones off. Hang on. And you can see. <laughs> Has your mum seen it? No, my mum hasn't seen it. She won't approve, will she? She won't be massively happy about it. But listen, I'm happy about it. I thought she did a great job. I do feel, I don't know if anyone watches Shits Creek, but I do feel like I've got the haircut and I'm currently wearing a jumper where I look like David Rose from <laughs> Shits Creek. Um, I just need to get the eyebrows and we will be twins. I'm sort of happy with it. And also, given that the last haircut she gave me led me to shave all my hair off, it is an improvement. Huge improvement. It actually has a great style to it. Like, she's done a great job. I know. I I really struggled giving her a compliment, but I had to. I was like, this is quite good, actually. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go blimey. Have you put some gel in it? Because you've got a bit of a quiff. Do you know what? I haven't today, but yesterday I did. And it was like, now I have a ridiculous quiff. And this is with no products in it. Wow. It's just standing up on its own. So I said to Chloe, I don't know how you've managed to just give me a permanent quiff, even when I don't want one. <laughs> because I have got a really big forehead, so you don't necessarily want a quiff every day, but I'm going with it. It's the new me, guys. Look at me. You're upbeat, Maureen. I've been positive about something in my life. Alison, this, is this down to you? I don't know. I don't know what to do with myself. I have no idea. With you guys being so positive, my work here is irrelevant. Alison, it won't last, don't worry. We'll be back to normal by next week. <laughs> Talk about next week. It won't last to the end of this episode. It's true. We'll start moaning about something. Well, ladies, it sounds like everyone had a, a very exciting week this week. I think a lot of people might be listening to this thinking, this is not what I came to this podcast for. <laughs> I came for some heavy-duty schadenfreude and they haven't delivered. I'm off. <laughs> Look, I'm going to close my internet. Don't close my internet, Maureen. <laughs> I meant my email. Maureen switches it off at the wall. I haven't put any makeup on. Oh, for fuck's sake, Maureen, it's a podcast. Get a grip. We might have to push your boundaries out a bit, okay? <laughs> I tell you one thing has stayed the same. Be more Maureen. Maureen, it is time. It is time. You're absolutely right. It's time to go to your corner of the Zoom screen for Be More Maureen. I started Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Maureen Younger. And I thought, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, so one day I had a troll, which, you know, as you stand up comic, you're like, unless you're being uh, you know, piled on, it's like somebody trolling you online. It's like, mate. I mean, I've been slow clapped off stage. This is nothing. But people going, you should get rid of him because I didn't know how to get rid of a troll. So they were basically doing an Alison on me going, Maureen, no, by the name, by the name, to the right, there's three dots. And this took a lot longer than it should have done. So I was like, well, okay, I've got that over and done with. That's fine. Nothing else will go wrong. Next day, I don't want to boast. I had one viewer watching me at the start of the show, almost viral. I kept saying, oh, do you want to say who you are? Do you want to put something in the chat box? This went on for a minute. I said, just you're being secretive everything what i didn't realize was i've closed my chat box so i'm constantly going do you want to put something in the chat box and she's putting stuff in the chat box <laughs> <laughs> she's going yes i i hello i'm here and maureen's going you're ignoring me you're secretive no i'm actually chatting to you <laughs> right then i don't want to boast but my numbers double i have two viewers i'm winning at this so i go oh number two's being secretive so this goes on for a few minutes at the beginning <laughs> until one of them messages me on instagram going no, we are messaging you. Switch your chat on, love. <laughs> so I had to switch my chat on. So the next day I go, well, I've, right, I've got, I know how to do trolls. I know how to put the chat box on. What could possibly go wrong? I end the show and you do it through this streaming channel called OBS. And for some reason it asks for my password. And all you can see me do is go, oh, for fuck's sake. As I guess, I've got no idea what the password is. I guess a password. I go, fuck. 
There's no password. I can't stop streaming. <laughs> Maureen's on Twitch, unable to stop the stream. Ah, that's my nightmare. <laughs> Maureen's going, you can all get off now because it's over. And there's people in the chat box going, oh, no, I'm staying for this. This is what I came for. They go, this is hysterical. And I just thought, this is utter hubris, right? I've started a Twitch TV and I've got a very small fan base. <laughs> And I can't, it's like a Greek tragedy, I can't get off. I'm doomed <laughs> to stream for the rest of my life. And then, you know, I'm the only streamer that's praying for a power cut, right? So <laughs> then I go, well, I can force quit it. And I don't say, you can see my face. I'm thinking, how do I force quit? Switch your computer off. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, some reason it, it's cancel came up. I cancelled. I could stop the stream. I said, I'm going to close the stream now. Meant to be on three. I went one, two, and then closed it on two. So there you go. <laughs> That's brilliant. No, it's really funny because Maureen is just on this Twitch going, uh, uh, um, um, no, this is actually finished now, so you can all go. <laughs> and then I just love all the chat. People going, uh-uh, I'm staying. Mm-mm, you're not dismissing me. Yeah, I'm here till the end. I put it on Instagram and somebody said, this is better than the two-hour film I just watched. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know, Maureen, is that you're still Twitch streaming right now. Could you imagine if all of a sudden I was like, here you are. Maureen, I'm sure it wasn't intended as that, but it's certainly been a great bit of advertising for you. If that hasn't encouraged you to join, I don't know what will. You may never get out, but it'll be exciting. Oh, no, they can get out. It's just me that can't get out. (laughs) Maureen, thank you once again. Another classic be more Maureen's, actually. Three in one. We couldn't ask for more, could we? Well, don't actually know more, please. (laughs) So now it's time for us to head over to our favourite point in the show. Yes, it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. Oh, well, this week is exciting because this problem came from a patron. And so I am very excited to be uh, looking into this for the lovely Marina. And Marina, actually, this thing that you brought up is something that I'm going to be dealing with as well. So the problem or the, the issue is how or what coping strategies can we develop for returning back to the old normal? Once things start to open up again, because, you know, there's a lot of people super excited for the world to go back to, you know, normal or whatever it is. But there's also a lot of anxiety surrounding that, I think, because we've been so conditioned now to be so careful and our world has changed. And and I'm definitely on the side of caution. Like, I haven't gone to a grocery store since it started. I admit it, guys. I know I've had everything delivered. I've stepped into a local shop now and again, but very rarely. Everything has been deliveries. So I guess what I want you to know is that you're not alone. And I think everyone, when the world starts to open up, we're all going to be dealing with different levels of of how to get into it. Do you have any anxiety when you think about things opening up and getting back out there? Well, I mean, I'm worried about whether there's a circuit to go back to. That's the, but I'm trying not to think about it. So you're worried about comedy circuit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about actual physical being out there? Do you ever worry about that? No, I always go to the supermarket and stuff like that. So you're like, I'm fine. I'm ready to just like, what, start licking faces? Is that what you're telling me, Maureen? <laughs> you're ready to get in there and just like... That happens. Can I just now put that out that I'm not into that? Okay, can we just... <laughs> Oh, Brista. I was hoping. Uh, Jen, what about you? I don't know if I've thought about it as an anxiety, but I have thought I don't really know if I want to go back. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know if I want to go back to doing what I was doing, which is just traveling up and down the country for like Mm -hmm. six days a week. I could probably, 
do without that. And I think being back at home, as much as I'm like now, okay, I'm over it. I've got to get out of the house. I also don't want to revert back to the how I was living before. I'd like to think, or I don't know if I'll be able to do it, that I'd be able to create a happy medium where I can start choosing where I want to go. I do have some anxieties about going on the tube and stuff like that when when we go back, you know, in London. There are certain things where I'm like, how is that ever going to be normal ever again? And I think that's a big thing is that we're all at different levels of possible anxiety, not anxiety. That's the thing. We're all easing into it in a different way. But the one thing I wanted Marina to know is that you're not alone. And I do think it is common for people to have these anxieties about going back because I think some of us have lost some confidence in regards to doing things that we used to do all the time regularly just because we haven't been doing them so often. I broke it down into two types of strategies, things you can do mentally in your head and then some physical things. And this this is kind of what the main points that I think I've come up with. So mental strategies. Look, you don't have to think of this as an all or nothing going into life, okay? Abandon the all or nothing attitude. You can easily, gradually get back into things. So don't just think that one day you have to start jumping on the tube and licking people's faces. That is not what you have to do right away, right? Ease into it. I think, too, when we're looking at anxiety, like both of you were like, I don't know if I really, I hadn't thought about anxiety. I think if you do have anxiety or even think about identifying any physical reactions to when you're thinking about doing these things, right? Do you, do you get a little, like, flutter in the heart? Does your chest tighten up and be really mindful of those sort of physical tells because sometimes we're so used to living with them now that we don't even realize that we're there. When you can identify those physical things within you, breathing is a huge thing. One of the biggest breathing exercises that I learned years ago was take a breath in for four seconds, hold it for three and exhale for six and count while you're doing these things. That's just in general. Whenever you hit anxiety points in your life, often we forget to breathe. We go into shallow breathing. And that sort of exercise can just kind of help us find ourselves in that moment. Because you have to learn to be gentle with yourself as well. This is a big thing. Please don't beat yourself up over any of this. We all have to learn to be gentle with ourselves. I think you have to be careful with what news you're taking in. Okay, we're all reading the news 24 hours of the day. I think what you have to think about doing is as we ease into things, maybe limit or choose local news sources. I mean, if you're worried about what's going on, what you want to know is what's happening around you locally. All right, you don't need to be worrying about the huge global effects of this. Stay local and limit yourself just so you're getting... a little dose of information, but don't get lost in it. Don't go down the tunnels. What you can tell yourself to give yourself a better sense of coping rather than feeling like a victim. So I maybe get some mantras in mind. So if you're in that weird situation, if you are panicking, there's just certain things that you can say to yourself like this is not forever or change is scary, but it is good. Whatever kind of mantra, something to just say to yourself that might help uh, a little bit. I'm a big fan of that. This is a big one, but some people might even want to see a therapist or start looking at books about cognitive behavioral therapy. So maybe some books that just help you to find a little less anxiety and a better place. So again, these are all inside things that you can do in your head. There's some great apps out there. I do Calm, which is a meditation app, and they have quickies, right? Two-minute meditation, a one-minute meditation. So maybe if you're out in the world and having a panic, you can just step off and be like, I'm going to go listen to this woman talk about how not licking faces makes me feel better or whatever it is. So there's some apps out there. Physical things we can do. Okay. So physically, early conversations with employers, going back to work seemed to be a big stress for a lot of people. So if you're worrying about it, I say address it now with your employer. You have every right to know what safety steps are they putting in and they should have something in place. So speak 
early with your employer about what their plan is. Um, Also, maybe you can discuss with them things that are making you nervous. Maybe you don't want to travel at peak hours. Can there be a staggered start time? Can you maybe only work some days from the office? Things like that. But I believe open dialogue right now with workplace and family and friends lets people know where your headspace is. And you know what? Don't feel guilty about feeling any particular way because there's probably a load of people around you that feel that same way. And by you being the voice that expresses it, you're providing comfort for every one of them as well. So don't be afraid to say how you truly feel, right? It's all right. Let it out. Be direct with people if you don't want to talk about certain things. Some people just want to go on and on about this, and and you don't have to. So you you politely let people know at your workplace or your friends that maybe you don't want to be talking about it all the time. Sleep. This is a big one. Look, our sleep schedules are all over the place. Now's a good time to start getting back to a regular schedule. If you think one day you're going to have to go back into the office, I'm telling you, to have to get up early and get there, it's going to be, you know, hard. So by giving yourself a proper sleep schedule now, you will help yourself out. Also, maybe plan to give yourself some extra time in the mornings before you have to go out, okay? It's, we're not back in the day where we're rushing out the door and running out. Give yourself some time. And then also imagine going back into the world and what are some things you can do that would maybe make you feel a little bit more safe? Do you want to have some extra masks in your bag? Do you want to have a sanitizer with you? What are things that you can do that will help you to feel better in the world at that time. But slow baby steps and thoughts, I think, right now is the key. And I just want to end again by saying, remember, you are not alone in this. That's my advice for today. Great advice as always, Alison. You are not alone. That's that's that song by Michael Jackson. You are not alone. Not the best thing to bring up right now, Jen. I am here with you. No, yeah, especially that line. Forget who it was, but just the song itself has a good message. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I am available uh, to sing that <laughs> <The> children's um, <laughs> parties, <laughs> children's parties, um, bar mitzvahs. The usual. Thank you very much, Alison. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> what are we all watching? Let's talk about that. Oh, you know what I watched for the first time ever? I'm so excited about this. Maureen, yeah. Mean Girls. Yes! I, I mean, come on. I've never seen it. I didn't want to see it. I was like, oh God, I'm not, this is not going to be my type of movie. Absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It is great. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in years, actually. It's written by uh, Tina Fey and starring Lindsay Lohan. Was the movie that was that the movie that sort of made her famous? No, because she was in The Parent Trap, wasn't she, before uh, that? Ah, okay. All right. Well, she was already... Well, that explains why she got the part, to be fair. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a great film. And I'm actually unbelievably Maureen. You enjoyed it because I actually, even I would have thought, I don't think this is for Maureen. It's such a great script, though. It's, it's And it's so funny. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. And it's a feminist movie. It is a feminist movie. I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, I think it's a great, great film. So I stand corrected because I do t- do have these things where I'm like, I'm not going to like this. And then I was like, oh, no, no, actually, I'm really enjoying this. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Maureen phoned me up to tell me she'd watched Wonder Woman and enjoyed it. And I was like, I don't even know who you are anymore. I know. I did really enjoy it. <laughs> you really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't think for the same reasons, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. I belatedly watched Parasite. Okay. Um, I, I, I know that, uh, I mean, everyone's going to be like, oh, we all, we've all seen that, Jen. Uh, we saw it uh, when it came out. Well, I didn't. Uh, and I watched it on Amazon Prime recently. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. It was not what I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. And it was funny, very, very dark. Whoever wrote that script is has quite the brain on them. And uh, the acting was fantastic in it. And I can see why it won Best Picture. So if you have Prime and that's your bag, don't let the subtitles put you off. It's really funny and uh, it's available FOC if you have Prime. It's not free, is it? You're paying for Prime. That's not the point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing's free, is it? If you think it's free, you've got a question. You've paid, you've for, paid it. for it yeah. somehow, haven't you? <laughs> so I watched uh, the Britney Spears documentary that is out called Framing Britney Spears. I didn't really know anything about it. I'd obviously heard, I, I know of the Free Britney campaign. But I, I, to be honest with you, I hadn't really sort of zoned into it. I didn't really understand the whole situation with her father having this the conservatorship which means that he controls all of her money and all of her assets and she's given uh, an allowance and it just seems absurd to me because according to the law she isn't responsible enough to handle her own money or, or mentally or emotionally stable enough but she is all of those things when it comes to making the money So she's responsible enough to make the money. She can perform. She can do all of those things. She can earn the money. She can create the money, but it's not allowed to keep the money. And Maureen and I have talked about this, and it just seems to fall into that classic trope of women being hysterical, being emotional, of not being rational, of not being capable of logic and rational thought. 
And this would never have happened to somebody like Justin Timberlake. No. If Justin Timberlake had gone out and shaved all his hair off, well, he did, didn't he? But if he'd gone out and had a bit of a meltdown, nobody would have gone, oh, look at Justin Trouser Snake. He's clearly unable to do, you know, yeah. let's take his money. And that would never have happened. And the way that Britney yeah. was treated by the media, by comedians, by other performers, by peers, by her family, by society is just out and out misogyny, basically. Well, they sexualized her, didn't they? And then they made a sh- slut shamed her for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They sexualized her and then they, that's exactly it, Maureen. And it's, it's really unbelievable. At the beginning, when I saw all these women who were campaigning fiercely for the end of the conservatorship, I was like, well, I mean, I mean, before I, I'd seen the, the documentary, I was like, come on, girls, there's got to be something better to do with your time. And now having watched the documentary, I was like, 100%, because this is really important uh, feminist issue. When you take away a woman's right to have her own independence, to manage her own money, then this is something that we should all be worried about as women, that this can happen to any woman. Yeah, it's not that long ago when it did happen to every woman. Absolutely. The only, t- yeah. only time woman had financial independence was if she was a widow. That was it. That's when she had some kind of independence. But Which is why lots of women were murdering their husbands. And I, I was just <laughs> going to say that, and that's why there's a lot of male death during certain sure. mysterious... <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a tummy ache, and then the next day he died. Oh, I don't know how that happened. So you'd recommend it then? It's good Because it's had re- really great reviews. I would recommend it. I think... I would have liked a bit more depth into the the, the legalities of it, of how this happened mm-hmm. and how this is legally possible. Because I still, at the end of the documentary, was still like, but how is this even allowed? You know, like raging yeah. about it. And apparently there's another documentary coming out on Netflix that's going to go into more detail about that. But I, they, they, it was only, the documentary I think is only like 75 minutes, or it's not even 80 minutes long. They crammed in a lot in a very short amount of time. So now television, if you have subscribe to that but if you have sky you can get it i think on sky documentaries or sky arts i think you can get it on that allison now it's time for the horror movie corner so i was thinking about world change and adjusting so i have chosen for the horror movie of this week 28 weeks later is the movie I have chosen now. Why, Alison, do you not choose the first 28 days later? Just as good of the film. But I just thought, we've been in lockdown for so long. Let's just jump to the longer version. <laughs> um, because it starts off, they've already been, you know, secluding themselves. They've been, you know, they're in a house. So they're already going through kind of their lockdown. Um, so I thought that's kind of a, an interesting more relatable place to start. I think this movie has one of the most amazing openings that I have ever seen in a movie. I don't want to give it away, but like, I mean, there's just action right out of the gate. It is one of my favorite all-time starts. So, I mean, even if you just get through the first 20 minutes, it's worth it. That's what I say. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's about the rage virus that hits uh, London and the world. So people, it's not really a zombie film. People get this rage in them. And so it's it's about society and coping with it. And it's a really scary movie. That is my pick for the week because in a weird way, I think we can all relate to it right now because I don't know about you, but I feel like I have rage virus in me. So 28 weeks later, uh, the first one, 28 days later, just as good, but... Uh, 
I really liked the second one. I really liked this movie, 28 Weeks Later. And I remember watching it, but it was such a long time ago that I've seen it that I probably could happily watch it again. And I remember preferring it to 28 Days Later. I liked 28 Days Later, don't get me wrong. But I think this one was a bit more, there was a bit more action in it. And the whole idea of the rage virus is just terrifying to have these people that are like screaming and running after you. And they have like, like they really can run fast, can't they? It's not like in The Walking Dead where they're like, and they're just walking slowly and you're like, oh, I can outrun you. These guys are like, they're sprinting at full speed. You're like, ah, I couldn't outrun that person. There's nothing scarier than a fast zombie or a fast rage person. You know, that is terrifying to me. And that's what I mean. It's just like, go, go, go. The whole movie from start to finish. Get on in there. You can get it Amazon Prime. I believe it is a renter. Sorry about that, everyone. You got to rent it. But um, but it's out or there. Or you can rent it on YouTube as well. Go out and watch it. Maureen, I imagine after Mean Girls, you'll be 28 weeks latering it, coming back to us next week, telling us how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> and Alison and I will just be like, you're welcome. <laughs> to be fair, if we told Maureen that Ryan Gosling was in it, she'd probably watch it. <laughs> That's the only time Maureen would watch a horror film is if Ryan Gosling is starring yeah. in it. His guts go everywhere. Oh, at least I get the, to see the inside of him. Do I get to see the six-pack first? Yeah, that'd be the main question. As it's being ripped open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alison, thank you very much. Uh, Maureen, thank you very much. Jen Brister, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's going to be Maureen's cultural uh-huh. corner. I haven't started it, Maureen. Hello. I'm, I'm going to start that again. <laughs> we are nearing the end of uh, the show, but not the end of the show. It's not the end of the show because, of course, let's never forget it's the cultural. Sorry, Maureen, I always forget it's your cultural <laughs> corner, isn't it? We've got a corner to stop off at, Jen. First, we got a corner in this <laughs> podcast that's very cultured. Because of our lovely Maureen. Thank you very much. Yes, it's the cultural corner. Uh, we're talking book club again because uh, March is coming up. We've got we're doing something different in March. We're doing plays. So, first mm. play is The Memory of Water by Sheila Stevenson. Sheila spelled the Irish way. I know that Alison particularly loves Irish spellings. S H E L A G H, and it's about three sisters who meet on the eve of their mother's funeral, and family tensions arise. And it was written in 1996. Uh, so that's really funny because obviously no mention to mobile phones, which obviously strikes us a bit. Nowadays, and I actually one of the daughters, Catherine, that used to be my audition speech when I used to be an actor. Uh, I'm too old for the character now, but in this speech, I was meant to get a laugh where I went, um, "I don't have a problem with with men. I've slept with 78 of them. Obviously, I don't have a problem." And I never got a laugh. And I said that to my mum, and she went, "Well, the thing is, Maureen, 78. That's not that many." And that is not- <laughs> That is not a sentence you ever want to hear your mum say. Is no, it? to be fair, you never want to hear that coming out of your mum's mouth, do you? <laughs> And the next play is called Amelia by Morgan Lloyd Malcolm. And it's about Amelia Bassano, who published one of the first collections of poetry written by a woman in England, I believe in the late 16th century or early 17th century. And the play imagines her as the dark lady of Shakespeare's sonnets. And it's a fantastic play. And it deals with the way that women's voices have have historically been silenced over the years, how we never really hear the women's voice. And uh, unless it's through a man's eyes. So we only we don't really know about Amelia. We only know about her from the poems of Shakespeare. And when I went to watch it, I was like, particularly as a, as a woman, as a female performer, you relate to so much. There's one bit when Shakespeare's mansplaining to her and she's going, why are you telling me everything I know? And I was like, yes, yes. And um, by the end of it, it's, it's very funny. It's, it's kind of upsetting at points, but it's really, I suppose, life-affirming. And the great thing about it is, you can watch it online for the whole of March at amelialive.com. 
and it's pay as much as you can afford. So if you can only afford a pound, pay a pound. If you can pay afford to pay a hundred, you can pay a hundred. And all the proceeds will be shared between the backstage staff and the all-female cast. And I think we should have like a, a WTB night when we watch it, maybe 8th of March as it's International Women's Day. I would love to do that. I'm totally I'm totally up for having a watch a watchathon of Amelia. And perhaps we could even do like a little chat afterwards on Zoom or something. I remember when it was out in the West End, you were recommending it to me to go and see it. And I think I was on tour at the time and I just couldn't get the dates right to go. Uh, but so I'm really glad I can get to see it online. That's fantastic. Thank you, Maureen Younger, for your cultural corner. Uh, who'd want to be a Kardashian? That just seems grim. Can we stand by that, everyone? <laughs> And now that we're out of that corner and we feel cultured, I'd like to just get angry is what I'd like right now. There's been a lot of positivity this show, and God damn it, I'm sick of it. I want a little anger. So, Jen, I'm going over to you, and I want to know, what the hell is getting your goat? Oh, well, I say what's getting my goat is that because we're at home all the time with our children, and... I don't know if any other parents can relate to this. Basically, the house is constantly an absolute shithole. I mean, it doesn't matter how often I clean it. I honestly, the smell of urine is now permeated every single wall. I don't know what they have attached to the end of their dicks, but it's like a sprinkler system. I found urine halfway up the wall the other day. I was like, how did it even get up there? One of them peed in the carpet in the bedroom and it's literally like a hamster's cage in there. I've done everything. We bought urine spray. I've used baking powder. I've used soap and water. I can't get the smell out. I have realised that anything that I like in the house has been contaminated, not with urine, but just uh, is dirty or has got sticky fingers on it or is broken. And I've just found myself saying the very things my mum used to say when I was a child, which is basically, this is why I can't have nice things. Okay, because you <laughs> children, anything that I have, you don't respect it. I had a piece of vinyl, um, a record, which I stupidly left out, which now has been filled in with a, a felt tip. Mm. <laughs> One of my sons, I was standing trying to homeschool him. I wasn't even near him. He stood up on his chair, threw himself at me, I had a cup of tea in my hand. It went all over my laptop. So now the sound in my laptop has gone. And also the house is just con like the whole time, all the conversations Chloe and I have are, this place is disgusting. Today, this morning, Chloe actually said to me, I think we need to move house. I was like, I don't think that's the answer. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, abandon. Start fresh. Because if we move house, we're going to take them with us. They'll just trash the next place. There's no escape. So um, that's what I'm, um, I'm raging about at the moment is I have realised that everything I have is either broken or covered in disgusting shit or is smells of urine. And anything that I... Anything that I do have, which is nice, like I, I bought myself a jumper just before Christmas. And I thought I'll wear this jumper. I quite like this jumper. It's, it's, it's a bit much to be wearing this jumper indoors, to be fair. And again, I had a cup of tea in my hand. My son jumped on me. The cup of tea went all over me. I tried to get the stains out. The stains to come out of the jumper. I wore that jumper once and I, I, I realised that's why I've got to wear tracksuit bottoms and, you know, I'm just, that's where I'm at, okay? And and, and, and it, look, I've realised this this bit isn't funny. It's just me having a moment. And that's okay <laughs> because 
For me, this is catharsis and I, I feel better for saying it. But honestly, we had to have the plumber around the other day. We wouldn't let him go upstairs, even though the bathroom is upstairs, because we were so worried that he'd walk past the room that stinks of piss. So that's where we're at. Chloe was like, should we mention it? Should I say it's you? I was like, don't say it's me, because that's weird. It's, it's absolutely just revolting in our house at the moment. And I can't wait till the children go back to school just so we can clean it properly. Uh, and then when we've cleaned it, I'm sorry, but they're not allowed back in. Children outside. Children outside only. You've got a shed. We've got a tent. Yeah, we've got a shed. We've got a tent. It's fine. You you guys stay outside. So that's what's got my goat. But at the end of the day, I'm not even that cross about it because of Maureen's optimism, which has permeated through me into my bones. And even as I was saying, it was like, do you know what? It was only a jumper. Do you know what? I can buy another laptop. I can't afford one. What am I talking about? (laughs) These bricks are ruining my life. Well, Jen... You are not alone. I want you to know that. You are not alone. So thanks to all the listeners that we had today. We love you joining us every week. Please keep coming back. Okay, we're going to stop this now before we get too into the song. Women talking bollocks. Thanks so much for listening. Please do continue to like and subscribe on our Acast page, wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. And we're also on Patreon now, so we're going to be sharing extra content and we'd love you to join us there. Join us. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.